how much easier would it be if I was just playing to an audience of one? That was a question that God asked me this morning. Proverbs 26 is what we're going through today, the corresponding proverb for the corresponding day. And I wanted to thank every single one of you for listening, for tuning in, for watching, and watching this journey. So the biggest part of this journey is not about me saying, oh, this is what you need to do. Um, but this is a conversation that I have with God every single morning. Uh, this morning, I woke up and I was a little foggy. And as I was reading, I was a little foggy. And then I, he just said, just quiet down. Just spend some time with me and I'll deliver. Because you're only performing to an audience of one. And he gave me the benefits of what this would be. He said, if you uh, play to an audience of one, that's me, you'll go viral all the time because I'll be watching. Comparison will drop away. And your audience will actually show up <laughs> because it's me. You see, when we play to an audience of one, all the pressure's off because God made us exactly perfect for the exact right time for the exact right purpose of where we're going. And I heard this my whole entire life, that it would be God's will, it would be God's plan, it would be God's timing. But I was like, yeah, 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 okay, I'll add my own little thing into it. How can I add my little twist? But he said to me today, are you playing to an audience of one? And what I'm going to share with you is a list of questions that he asked me this morning to check myself. And to check myself as I continue on and as I uh, thank every one of you that is uh, listening or um, that sometimes I get wrapped up in it. And these questions are just to pop me back in line and help me to understand that he's the only one that I need to be playing for. So let's get this party started. Proverbs 26, the corresponding proverb for the corresponding day, 3,000-year-old wisdom, and here it comes right at you. Well, that's exactly how it happens. I, I push the button, and technology works until it doesn't. Um, so <laughs> uh, let's go right into the uh, corresponding proverb for the corresponding day. And um, what I want every person to understand is you're going to have a plan. This is what my, mom, my, uh, my wife said. You're going to have a plan, and then there's going to be what actually happens. So you can stick to the plan, but you have to go with the flow. And today, I'm going to go with the flow. Audience of one, going viral all the time. That's one of the benefits. Number two is there's no more comparison. Number three is your audience will finally show up. I said this to a, a crowd the other day. I was talking to them, and I said, well, my, my daughter's a huge Taylor Swift fan. And she went to SoFi, and I think we you know, uh, took out loans to be able to get tickets. And my wife took her, and she was in the very, 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 very top. And I said, what if uh, Taylor came out and she played all the Rolling Stones hits? And she covered Pearl Jam for the whole concert. I bet you everyone in the audience would be pretty mad because she didn't play her own music. And what I was saying to the crowd is that the audience is already in their seats, but they're waiting for you to show up and play your own music as opposed to playing somebody else's. And this is what we get caught up in. This is what I get caught up in a lot. I see something that works, a system that works, whatever it is. And what God keeps telling me is just play to an audience of one. And so the first uh, question that he asked me this morning, he said, I will not bless you until you're ready. Do you trust me? In verse, uh, verse one, it says, like snow in summer or rain in harvest, honor is not fitting for a fool. 
he's pretty strong with me in the conversation that he has is, you know, it, it's, there's a, a friendship, there's a love, and there's a, a back and forth, but also he's real with me. And so he's asking me these questions. In verse 7, it says, like useless legs of one who is lame is a proverb in the mouth of a fool. In verse 8, it says, uh, like, a, like tying a stone in a sling is giving honor to a fool. And then uh, number nine, verse number nine, it says, like a thorn bush in a drunkard's hand is a proverb in the mouth of a fool. God wasn't calling me a fool this morning, but he was asking me, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Because are you ready? Are you ready for my blessing? <laughs> All the time I'm thinking, I am ready for your blessing, Lord. Just bring it on. Anytime he gives me a vision, I think like, you know, wow, this is it. And I, I'm ready right now. In 1997, he told me that he would put me in a place that when I spoke, then people had to listen. And when they listened, they'd hear his name and not my name. And if I ever got to the point where they thought it was about me, then he would take it all away. And in 1997, I said, I'm ready, Lord, but I was not ready. Couldn't speak in front of people. I had never done it. I was freaked out. I couldn't read very well. But you know what happened is I started doing a class every single week at a local beauty school and volunteering my time. And when I did, I started to hone the craft of being able to speak to people. And then I got a chance to be able to do it all over the world. And then I got a chance to, to do it, you know, in, in schools as far as young kids. And that's one of the most humbling things you'll ever do is speak to young kids. And so he's just asking me these questions. And uh, the second question is, are you relying on me? In verse number two, it says, like a fluttering sparrow and a darting swallow, an undeserved curse does not come to rest. And what he was saying uh, here is, if you're relying on me, I will make all those undeserved curses bounce off of you. They'll come. The circumstances will come, but I will protect you. Are you relying on me? Question number three that he asked me this morning in, am I playing to an audience of one? Where do you need discipline? Now, I didn't want to hear this one because I heard it from my dad all the time. Uh, he talked about discipline. Pops was always about like, yo, you got to do this and you're just a chip off the old block boy. Like I'd do something and I'd show him and he'd be like, you're just a chip. Then I found myself saying that to my son. We were golfing the other day and he hits a putt and it's very close to the, to the pin. And I said, boy, you're just a chip off the old block. Watch this. Watch your, watch your uh, pop hit this shot. And I didn't even come close to the hole. Not even close. But I found myself saying very similar things as what my pops was saying to me. So where do you need discipline? This is what God asked me. And it said, uh, answer a fool according to his folly, or he will be wise in his own eyes. Um, oh, actually, uh, verse number four, do not answer a fool according to his, uh, according to his uh, folly, or you yourself will be like him. Answer a fool according to his folly, or he will be wise in his own eyes. And when I looked at that, uh, God was asking me, like, where do I need where do I need uh, discipline? Oh, actually, you know what? Uh, it's verse number three. Sorry, I, I, I wrote it there. So the question was, where do I need discipline? It was verse number three. It says, a whip for a horse or a bridle for a donkey and a rod for the back of fools. Is there places where I need the whip? Is there a place where I need the bridle? Do, does God need to bring me in? In verse 15 and 16, he uh, brought it here. In a sluggard buries his hand in the dish, and he, said, uh, he is too lazy to bring it back to his mouth. A sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven people who answer discreetly. He asked me, do, where do you need discipline? And uh, the fourth question that he asked me is, how is your discernment? Do you hear me? 
And this was uh, in verse, verse number four and five that I uh, said, Do you answer, uh, don't answer a fool according to his folly, or you yourself will be like him. Answer a fool according to his folly, uh, or he will be wise in his own eyes. And it, it, it's contradicting. I was always taken back by this verse because it says answer a f- or don't answer a fool, and then it says answer a fool. Well, what's the difference? The difference is it's discernment. And discernment just means that you're listening to God. Because then he will tell you exactly where to go and how, how to be able to act, what to be able to do. Now, there's these things I've been uh, kind of caught up in uh, lately where I'm playing for an audience of, you know, hey, I want it to be larger. I want the podcast to be larger. I want people to hear it. Then God said, I'm the best PR agent. I'm the best marketing agent. I know everyone. I built them all. And I'll bring it when you're ready and not before. But how's your discernment? Do you hear me? Are you listening to me? The only way that you'll listen to me or you'll be able to hear me is if you're truly listening. And then he followed it up again. Are you listening to me? In verse 11 and 12, a dog uh, returns to his vomit. So fools repeat their folly. Do you see a person who's wise in their own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than them. There's a lot of fool words being used in here. And sometimes when I have a conversation with God, I'm like, man, this is a little bit rough. He loves me unconditionally. He lifts me up, but he wants me to ask me the questions. And when I ask the, when he asks the questions, he's not demanding it of me. He's not telling me. He's just asking the question. And you know what? I have to answer. Am I listening? Sometimes. How's my discernment? Okay, sometimes. Where do I need discipline? I don't want to tell you because if I tell you, then you're going to discipline me. Here's uh, question number six. Are you working your land? And this is where I fail a lot is um, in verse 17, like one who grabs a stray dog by the ears is someone who rushes into a quarrel, not their own. Am I working my land? You see, God gave me gifts and I need to work those. God gave you gifts. Work those. But when I start to work someone else's land, it's almost like grabbing a stray dog by the ears, right? Because I grab a hold of it and I think, man, uh, that's what I need to do. I love that. I love the impact that they're having. I love the, the, what they're doing. And what God keeps saying is play to an audience of one. Because you'll go viral every time. Why? Because I'll show up. The comparison will fall away. And your audience will show up, which is me. <laughs> Ver, or, uh, question number seven, are you honoring your gifts? And this is a, uh, a very tough one too. Like a maniac shooting flaming arrows of death is one who deceives his neighbors uh, and says, I was only joking. <laughs> this is probably one of the hardest ones to read. Are you honoring your gifts? You know, I came to the studio yesterday, and I just I had to clean out a bunch of stuff. We, we had remodeled a bunch, and, you know, there was stuff just laying around that wasn't didn't need to be there. And what God was asking me is, are you honoring your gifts? I, I, I gifted you with the studio. I gifted you with the camera that you're looking at right now. I gifted you in all these areas. Are you actually using them to bless others? people. That's the reason why I did. And you'll start blessing people when you start playing to an audience of one. Question number eight is, are you speaking life? Are you speaking life to people without, uh, without wood? This is in verse 20. Without wood, a fire goes out. Without gossip, a quarrel dies down. As charcoal, embers, and wood to a fire, so is a quarrelsome person. For kindling strife, the words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. Am I speaking life? Am I speaking life into people? (laughs) Sometimes. 
Sometimes I want to jump down people's throat on uh, Christmas. Uh, my well, my wife reminded me of I got on the phone with the, the customer service agent, and they were from another country, and they were yelling, and or they were you know it was loud, and I couldn't hear them. I didn't understand the accent, and I was just mad, and I wasn't speaking life. Am I speaking life? <laughs> Sometimes, but I need to do it more. Here's the <clears throat> next question: How's your heart? He asked me, "How's my heart?" And it said uh, in verse twenty-four. Let's see, 25 and 26. In 25 and 26, it says, oh, let me go back to here. In 23, 23 through 26, uh, like coating of silver on earthenware are fervent lips with an evil heart. Enemies disguise themselves with their lips, but in their hearts they harbor deceit. And then it follows up with, though their speech is charming, do not believe them, for seven abominations fill their heart. Their malice may be concealed by deception, but their wickedness will be exposed in the assembly. You see, there's no way that you can hide your heart. You could cover it up with a lot of compliments. You could cover it up with a lot of stuff. That's what my pops would always say. Boy, don't worry about the stuff and things. And I was like, what are you talking about, Pop? He said it's stuff and things. Your heart is where it's at. And if you want to have an irresistible vibe, you'll simply check your heart set, your beliefs, your mindset, which is your intentions, and your skill set, which is your actions. Put them in line. You have an irresistible vibe. But son, this is what he kept saying. Boy, check your heart. Last question that I have uh, that God asked me this morning was, are you trying to complicate things? My pops was very, very, very huge on this. He would always say, boy, it's the simple. The simple will confound the wise. You don't need to complicate things up. You don't need to have stuff and things. In verse 27 and 28, it says, without or whoever digs a pit falls into it. If someone rolls a stone, it will roll back onto them. A lying tongue hates those it hurts, and a flattering mouth works ruin. God asked me this morning, are you complicating things up? Because when you're playing to an audience of trying to grow it, it's different than playing to an audience of one. And he kept on me this whole time, just play to an audience of one, son. You'll go viral every time because I'll show up. There'll be no comparison. You won't be comparing yourself to anybody else because I'm showing up. I'm in your audience. And also, the audience will always show but I tell you, in my, in my experience in public speaking and speaking to large corporations or organizations or uh, conventions, like I'm going to be doing here in May with sport clips, the hardest thing that you'll ever do is play to an audience of one. Because we are, a lot of times, or myself, I'm always seeking validation. But when we play to an audience of one, it's amazing how freeing it will be. Proverbs 26, the corresponding proverb, corresponding day. 3,000-year-old wisdom that is applicable today in your leadership, your uh, culture, your systems, and in your relationships. I want to thank you so much. My name is Kelly Cardenas, and I'm officially off the hot seat. Peace, love, and soul.